Tonight begins a three-game stretch of Pacific Division opponents for the Vegas Golden Knights, starting with a matchup against the Arizona Coyotes. But that's not even the tip of the iceberg, because it's about to get really busy for Vegas in the next week and a half with a daunting eight games in 12 days. Five of them are on the road. We'll break down tonight's game and what lies ahead for the Golden Knights in that ungodly gauntlet. Welcome back to Locked on Golden Knights, everybody. Let's go. Episode number 10 is here, which means you can pop the champagne, you can fire the confetti cannon. We have officially passed Star Wars. Although, to be fair, Star Wars has been around for 40 plus years. We've been running for like a week and a half. So there is that discrepancy. I mean, it sounded good in my head, okay? Anytime you had a chance to beat Star Wars in its current state because you're hoping that the movie turns out really well, you want the whole series to come to an end, even though Disney is trying to add more movies after this that have nothing to do with the Jedi and all this other crap, and then I have to worry about the Kenobi series being good and i got to wait another year and year and a half to do this, and I've gone on a freaking Star Wars tangent on a damn hockey podcast. What in the world have we come to? Now I am sad because now Star Wars has us beat again. Oh, good Lord. But in any event, I will tell you what is not sad. Welcoming you all to another edition of Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is episode 10. We have made double digits. Everybody should be happy and everybody's having a good time. So thank you for joining me, even if I haven't scared you off yet on that ridiculous tangent. I am your host, Danny Webster. Vegas correspondent for NHL.com, site manager for SB Nation's Nights on Ice, and the fact that we have reached 10 episodes and nothing has crashed and burned, uh, that will always be my mantra. Don't get me wrong. If, if there's a fire coming through this way, I, I'm heading for the hills because that can only mean bad omens are on the horizon. But if you are listening to us for the first time, welcome, first of all. Uh, to this humble abode of a podcast that we have talking about the Golden Knights. Um, please make sure wherever you're listening to to us on your podcast platforms, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, my favorite thing in the world, and please just show your support, leave a rating, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. Um, any sort of feedback is more than welcome. If you enjoy the talk of the Golden Knights and would like to have that be your your main point of discussion, please feel free to let that be known. If you want to leave a review at how annoying and how stupid I can be with my lame jokes and my dry sense of humor that only I would think is funny, then please let me know that too. All of it is good. All of it is in good fun with the main objective being to hope that you're enjoying at least a half an hour or a little bit more, a little bit less of your day as we've hit the 80% mark of the work week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and it gets you through the day in some sort of fashion. You can find us on Twitter 
Now, I'm really mad that I have not promoted the Twitter in a little bit, but we are on Twitter. If you are on the Twitter machine, please give us a follow at LockedOnVGK. You can also find me at DannyWebster21. And Twitter is obviously the most important social media uh, forum that the world could have ever created. How we have failed, how I have failed to promote the Twitter in the last few days really says a lot about what I think of Twitter in the last few days. But alas, we're on there. Please give us a follow at LockedOnVGK. You can also email us. The only criteria that I have if you send an email to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com is that please keep it nice and cordial. And by nice and cordial, I mean don't send mean messages like you hate puppies or kittens or you think sunshines and daisies are not meant to be uh, enjoyed by the masses. If, if it, Anything like that will not be accepted. But if you write an email saying that I suck, well, th- there you go. Then I will gladly say thank you for the feedback and have a great day. If, if that makes you feel any better, just don't don't bring the animals in. Don't bring the young pups and the young kittens in there. That's not, that's not what we're about. We're about talking about hockey. We're here about talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. We're here talking about the Golden Knights playing game four of year three Tonight, at Arizona, at Glendale, Arizona, against the Arizona Coyotes, there was a lot of Arizonas in there, and I am not ashamed. But the Golden Knights are at the Arizona Coyotes tonight at 7 o'clock. Puck drop is slated for at, at 7, not 7.30. I still need to get off the 7.30 schneid because that is going to, to mess me up. But the Golden Knights will look to rebound. After losing 4-3 on Tuesday to the Boston Bruins, and after a performance in which Vegas had a lot of opportunities not bounce their way, uh, they'll be looking to get their third win of the season against an Arizona team that has a lot of young talent. They've obviously made a big move in the offseason to acquire Phil Kessel from the Pittsburgh Penguins. But the success has not translated well for the Coyotes, at least in the early going. They played two games, they've lost both games, and they've only scored one goal in those two games. So the Coyotes are off to a little bit of a slow start. The Golden Knights obviously not happy with their performance overall on uh, Tuesday. And for the likes of William Carlson, who has had a very strong start to his season it definitely Tuesday definitely proved to be a wake up call for the Golden Knights as they enter a three game slate against Pacific Division opponents starting tonight in Glendale. No, I think uh, just as normal, uh, like we're doing for any game. Um, you know, try to play fast and all that, try to focus on us, but obviously we got to recognize when, you know, a guy like Phil Kessel or, you know, Keller or whoever it is is on the ice. Um, just to be aware that they're on there and try not to turn the puck over in uh, dangerous areas. So the key for Vegas in this one as I mentioned on Tuesday, that if, if they got off to a quick start, it would help uh, propel the momentum for Vegas going into uh, this road contest. But clearly, getting off to a quick start does not mean anything if you cannot hold on to a two-goal lead. So Vegas's main objective today, just play a full 60-minute game. 
Make sure you limit the mistakes. If Vegas is so good of a hockey team, if they limit their mistakes and don't make too many errors, they're likely going to win nine times out of ten. Going against an Arizona team that, yes, they should be competing for a wild card spot this year, but they're still in the phases of trying to figure things out with you know their big addition of Kessel and the hopes of that Oliver Ekman Larson, their captain, will get back to form. How Clayton Keller now seeing dollar signs upon dollar signs upon dollar signs after that contract he signed in the summer. Uh, the hope is that he gets going as well when it comes to Arizona's offense. If Vegas can play a consistent game for a full 60 minutes, not turn the puck over, capitalize on their opportunities when they are presented in front of them, Vegas should win this game. I proved last on Tuesday that I'm terrible at predictions. I don't think uh, any prediction I have should have any merit because I'm likely going to be wrong. But I will say a 4-2 final for Vegas. Um, it, it's it's hard for me to look at any game and say Vegas shouldn't win just because I know Vegas is good. And they're obviously going to run into some times this year where they're going to be outplayed by teams where they shouldn't be outplayed. Arizona, it's still in the stages of trying to figure things out where they are. I think Vegas is in a prime position with all of these division games, mind you, to uh, start the year. I think Vegas is in prime position to get a victory. Uh, there is still no, as of as of uh, this going live, there is no decision on who the goaltender will be. Um, my guess would be Mark Andre Fleury for the uh, for the how I many games remember in four games now. Um, my guess would be Fleury gets the net at some point, uh, also on Saturday, before Malcolm Subban gets uh, gets a game in on Sunday with the back to back between Calgary and LA. My ideal situation or my ideal hope would be that you would throw Malcolm Subban into the net for Arizona, have Flurry ready for Calgary, and then put Subban back in Sunday against the Kings in L.A. But what the heck do I know when it comes to figuring out what uh, goalie coach Dave Pryor wants to do on a certain day? So no formal decision on who is going to be in net. The lines are expected to be the same. Um, it will be the Carlson line, Marshall and Smith, Glass line with Stone and Pacioretty, Stasny line with Peary and Zikov, and Nosek line with Carrier Reeves. D pairings expected to be the same with McNabb, Theodore, Merrill Holden, Haig, and England. And for the Coyotes, God bless you. We don't even know the whole lineup yet with them, but, uh, it, again, they're a young team, a lot of a lot of good talent on that roster, and they're going to give Vegas a little bit of run for their money, especially being at home uh, tonight. Um, so, as we mentioned earlier, this is the beginning of a three-game stretch of Pacific Division opponents for the Golden Knights, and they are about to enter a gauntlet in which they're playing eight games in 12 days with five of them being on the road. And that's going to be a very scary and gargantuan task in front of the Golden Knights. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But if you're planning on getting to one of those three home games that I mentioned for the Golden Knights, you might want to think about doing that. And if you haven't figured out the best way to get tickets to go do that, Vivid Seats has got you covered if you so desire. 
Vivid Seats is an online ticket marketplace designed to give you the best experience at your favorite live event for prices that you can afford. Vivid Seats is the best prices for any of your favorite concerts, theater productions, live sporting events, maybe even if you want to check out the Golden Knights playing the Flames on Saturday, because some tickets are going for as low as $83. And if you've been wanting to get to a Golden Knights game, that's probably the best way you can make it happen. Not only does Vivid Seats give you such experiences that you're going to enjoy between you and yours that'll last a lifetime, but it gives you the chance to earn back some rewards through the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program because you can earn credits just by buying tickets. Now, how does that work? Well, you got to go download the Vivid Seats app on your App Store or Google Play and then make a purchase and then you get rewarded for it. Here's the catch, though. If you've been looking for a better reason to uh, to make your first purchase on the Vivid Seats Sports app, the Vivid Seats app, here's what you got to do: If you download the app today, go make your purchase, and at checkout, enter the promo code Postseason. So I like the playoffs Postseason for your first purchase. You can get. Are you ready for this? One hundred dollars in discounts on your first Vivid Seats purchase. So if you and your family of two want to go see the Golden Knights and the Flames play on Saturday, you figure 83 times 3, if I'm doing the math, I'll tell my head that's like $249, rounded up to $250. If you use this promo code, you get $100 off, you get $150 for three tickets at a Golden Knights game, and that's $50 a pop. I'd say that's pretty darn good. So go download the Vivid Seats app today. Again, you get it in your App Store or in Google Play. Enter the promo code POSTSEASON and you can save $100 in discounts on your first Vivid Seats purchase. That's the Vivid Seats app. Enter the promo code POSTSEASON to save a boatload of money on your first Vivid Seats purchase. So as we mentioned earlier, this is going to be a very tough slate of games for the Golden Knights. Uh, Three huge games within their division, a chance to get a very good 12 points, really, if you think about it. They've already got two division wins over San Jose in their back pocket. Arizona on Thursday tonight. Calgary on Saturday at home. And then a back-to-back on the road against the LA Kings on the 13th. But then it gets a little bit more complicated after that. Because on October 15th, back at home, the Golden Knights will welcome the new-look Nashville Predators led by Matt Duchesne, to town. October 17th, it will be Mark Stone's first game against his former team. On October 17th, Ottawa Senators will be in town, Mark Stone's first game, and possibly, more actually more than likely, it will be Eric Brandstrom's first game against the team that drafted him two seasons ago. Well, that's not going to be that's not all because we'll see Nick Suzuki actually at the end of the month. But following the two home games between the Predators and the Senators, the Golden Knights then go for three straight on the road. First on October 19th at the banged up Pittsburgh Penguins. Then the following Monday, the 21st, at the Philadelphia Flyers who are either a hot and cold team depending on how you view the situation. And then October 22nd against the one team where they have never lost to, the Chicago Blackhawks. That will be in Chicago on October 22nd. 
And then finally, to round out the month, Vegas will have four straight at home against the Colorado Avalanche, the Anaheim Ducks, the Montreal Canadiens, and the Winnipeg Jets. But back to this eight-game slate here. Very tough sledding for Vegas. And this is really the kind of stretch where you're going to see what kind of team you have and what kind of what kind of mindset the younger players are in going into these kinds of games because it's a lot of jam-packed action in such a short amount of time. The level of competition is going to be very good, very experienced. Any, It doesn't matter if the Kings are, you know, whether they're in rebuilding form or not, the Kings are still going to be very good, especially when they play the Golden Knights. Anytime that those two get together, throw the records out the window, the Kings are usually going to be very good against the Golden Knights. The same goes for Calgary the day before. Obviously, Calgary won the Pacific last year, had a really had a heart trophy candidate in Johnny Gaudreau, and then fizzled out in the first round to the Colorado Avalanche. But Calgary is still a very dangerous team. They're going to be very physical on the forecheck. They have a lot of good, a lot of great talent. Monahan, uh, Kachuk, Giordano, obviously the reigning Norris Trophy winner. Uh, the goaltending obviously is the biggest question for Calgary right now, but they're still really good, and that's it's a team that Vegas may not want to have any part of on Saturday. They're going to be very dangerous. Same goes for Nashville. Uh, Nashville, I thought, would probably take a step back after losing P.K. Subban. They're still deep on the blue line. They're still very talented up front, getting Matt Duchesne, a, a bona fide playmaker, if he can put it together for a full 82 games, Nashville is going to be a scary team to watch. And it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, Vegas plays against Duchesne uh, in that game on the 15th. And then the 17th, even against Ottawa, you know, Mark Stone will be up for that game, but they still have a solid, a very solid team. We're talking about, especially on the blue line, Thomas Shabbat. And then we mentioned Eric Brandstrom, who made the roster likely as a third pairing guy. But you have to wonder, Brandstrom, how how uh, how motivated is, is he going to be playing against the team that drafted him? And that's going to be a very exciting uh, situation to watch. I'm going to be more interested to see if they're going to do a welcome back graphic. Can, can you get a welcome back graphic if you never played a regular season game for, for your former team? Like, is that rude? Because I think a lot of the fans will acknowledge Brandstrom. Does he get a welcome back graphic? I don't know. I, I might need to ask around and see if they actually do. Because, I mean, does does he get like a standing ovation? Like he's the one that was just traded to get your superstar uh, Selkie finalist. Very interesting to think about. I'm, I'm going to say the camera will be pointed to him within the first 15 seconds. The crowd will acknowledge it. They will cheer and then they will move on. I don't think he gets the full graphic. If he gets the full graphic, then they better have like a whole video package ready to go for Nick Suzuki. Whatever the video package is. I can only imagine like it's like five seconds or something. They could probably put an entire video package together of Eric Branstrom's uh, preseason highlights from last year. That would be fun to see. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. If, if anybody in the Golden Knights production 
uh, camp is thinking, hey, you know what? What are we, what are we going to do for the game against uh, Ottawa on the seventeenth? Oh, I know. Let's put an entire uh, let's put an entire uh, graphic and video package together for Eric Branstrom. Just a thought. It's just a thought. But uh, the the last three road games are going to be very interesting as well, especially since it's uh, three games in four days. And this could be another instance where we do see Malcolm Subban probably get in a game or two. Uh, obviously, more than likely, Flurry's going to play the game on the 19th at Pittsburgh. Uh, very self-explanatory there. And then the one against Philadelphia, probably Flurry gets that one as well. And then the one against Chicago where Vegas has never lost to the Blackhawks. Maybe that's another one where Subban gets some reps. So this is a daunting stretch for Vegas in terms of if they want to kind of stay afloat and show that their depth is capable of winning them a few games. But I also believe that this is going to be a prime opportunity to see some more of Malcolm Subban. And I think you can, you can, the best way you can probably get this is probably three starts out of Subban in this stretch. If Mark Andre Fleury plays more than five games in this stretch, I think we need to have a talk. <laughs> because, as I as I mentioned before, you this is a crucial year to find out what you have in Subban, and you want to see what he can do early with some with some starts under his belt. You don't want to wait another month month and a half if we're like, oh, okay, go, go on in Malcolm, go do your thing and give up seven goals against Calgary. Like you did that one time and everybody left you out to dry, but you kind of want to see what you have with Malcolm now in his third season. And you, and you want to get him as many reps as you can this year, just to see how much he can be relied on to be your backup goaltender for at least the next couple of years. And I think this is a very first, a very good uh, first chance for Superman to get some time. And I, like I said, I could see the ideal situation would be Subban goes tonight and then plays the Sunday game against the Kings and then plays the Blackhawks game or maybe the Flyers game. One, one of those two. That's three games right there. And maybe if Flurry plays tonight, you can get away with Subban playing only two of them. But you can't have Flurry playing back-to-backs like like you were last year. I mean, not that his body's wearing down, but you you kind of need to give Malcolm Subban some chances, and this is a prime chance to do it. And like I said, after that, you come home with four rather difficult games at home. So it's imp- it's going to be important starting with tonight that Vegas gets off to a strong start for the stretch. They're going to be uh, they're going to be uh, they're going to be tested and it's going to be very interesting to see how they respond. And they're going to need to get a couple of convincing wins. And I think it starts with this three game slate against Pacific division teams, where if you can win those games, you're, you're pretty much sitting well going into the, the gauntlet part of that, of that eight game stretch. So one big bit of news that we totally forgot to talk about today because we're lost in the talk of Star Wars, because why the hell not? Um, Cody Eakin is back on the ice. Uh, Eakin skated on Wednesday in the Carolina Blue non-contact sweater. Uh, His status is still day-to-day per Gerard Gallant, and there's no immediate timetable for when Eakin will return to the lineup. 
which then, of course, we need to have the conversation at some point of when Cody Eakin comes back, where do you put him in the lineup and do you send Cody Glass back to AH or send Cody Glass to AHL Chicago? We're coming up on that point where we need to have the conversation and we're coming up on the point where we need to figure out if Cody Glass can stay on the roster beyond the return of uh, Cody Egan. And that's going to be the most important thing in the next couple of days. Um, I don't expect Egan to play on Thursday. I think that would be beyond shocking, really. But I will say that it is likely that given given the chance and given the schedule, I think Cody Egan could very well make his return either on the 13th or on the 15th. And then we'll have to figure out what in the world Cody Glass's future, at least immediate future, is looking like. Does Cody Eakin move to the wing? And then you have Stasny, Eakin, and maybe Piri or Zikov? I don't know, depending on how that looks. And Alex Tuck still being out for probably another couple of weeks. So very interesting to, to note what's going to happen there. But Cody Eakin is back on the ice. Uh, he's skated there's really no line that Eakin was skating on, but I mean, likely third line is where he's going to be. So um, I guess the big question now is whether Eakin plays on the wing or Cody Glass gets sent to Chicago. And we're coming up on the deadline of finding out what the actual answer to that is. So Eakin's back on the ice. Uh, Alex Tuck still not. I expect to be another couple weeks or so. Uh, same goes for Nate Schmidt, so probably expect Nick Haig or Jimmy Schultz to get in a few more burns. I would expect Haig to be in the lineup tonight and would expect Haig to kind of take over that role uh, over Schmidt for for the time being until some solidified uh, answers are uh, being taken into account uh, for the Golden Knights. So that is going to do it for us tonight, everybody, or tonight, today, depending on when you're listening to us. You're probably listening. You could probably be listening to this at 930 at night. Vegas is probably about to win four to two over Arizona and be like, oh, OK, let's re- let's revisit what the heck Danny said. But Vegas at Arizona tonight, the first of an eight game stretch in 12 days for the Golden Knights. It's going to be a brutal, brutal stretch. Um, but they got to start somewhere in the first three games of this stretch are against Pacific Division teams. And that's the one way you make your uh, make your money in, in this league is that if you win your division and it gets you into the into the conversation game against Arizona game against Calgary game against the Kings. And then after that, a whole mosh posh of what the hell could actually happen. So we'll have more of that uh, tomorrow night. Or tomorrow night, tomorrow day, tomorrow night, depending on whenever we talk about this game, um, we will talk more about how Vegas performed against Arizona. And then we will, I guess, go from there. So uh, have a good one, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great Thursday. Uh, Once again, if you need to follow us or find us, rather, uh, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. You can also send us the email, LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. And just make sure you keep it nice, keep it cordial. Don't talk any, anything mean about puppies or anything. Just, just be nice. Just keep the animals out of it. Keep the animals out of it. All right, that'll be it for us ton- uh, tonight, today. I, I, I'm so used to saying tonight. There needs to be a word for neutrality neutrality 
in days. So whenever I come up with that word, we will use that going forward. Uh, But that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Did you like the new music last episode to close us out? Let's play it again to close us out. Have a good one, guys. See you later.